Man, this summer's been hot so far, huh? Yeah, it's been bad for sure. Almost too hot even to go to the beach. I agree. And there's nothing worse than burning your feet in the hot sand. So I guess it's a good thing maybe that we're heading here into this wooded state park in East Haddam, Connecticut. Absolutely. There's tons of trees around here. Yep. Some pretty cool colonial stone walls lining the road here on State Highway 434. And at least the shade will help beat the heat. Hey, let's pull into the driveway right here on the right. Okay. And we can park just over there. I got something else that'll help us beat the heat, too. Mmm, a couple cold ones on a hot summer's day. Perfect. Ooh, IPAs right on. Mm Mm-hmm. Mmm, so hoppy. (laughs) And how appropriate we drink these beers here, Ray. We've come to East Haddam, Connecticut to explore the Devil's Hop Yard. Hey there, I'm Jeff Belanger. And I'm Ray Ozier. Welcome to episode 308 of the New England Legends podcast. Thanks for joining us on our mission to chronicle every legend in New England one story at a time. We're always on the hunt for ghosts, monsters, UFOs, aliens, roadside oddities, strange history, and the odd devil or two. Mm -hmm. If you've got a story you think we should check out, please email us anytime through our website. And we'll get back to searching for the Devil's Hop Yard in East Haddam, Connecticut, right after this word from this sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, Jeff, I'm intrigued. The Devil's Hop Yard? Yep, that's where we are. Devil's Hop Yard State Park. I didn't know the devil made his own beer. <laughs> oh, come on. Why wouldn't he? And uh, 
It's a hell of a good beer. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> so this region used to be farmland for growing hops, and there are strange tales around here about demons tossing men like twigs. The legends go all the way back to a time when the Mohegans and the Nahantics passed through here. They called this region Machamudis, which translates to the place of noise. Now, back then, they believed it was a god, or Manito, who roamed these grounds and left a mark and a sound, a mark that can still be seen today. And if we're to believe the stories of the nearby Moodus noise, those sounds can still be heard today, too. Now, we've covered other locations where the devil left his mark. Yeah, we have. There's the Devil's Bean Pot at Purgatory <laughs> Falls in <laughs> New right. Hampshire. Yep. Uh, the Devil's Footprint in Rhode Island. The Devil's Footprint in Maine. Right. And plenty of other places where Old Scratch has said to uh, have either thrown rocks or interacted with people in some way. <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of devil sightings and stories in New England. Our Puritan ancestors were looking for him around every corner and behind every tree. Anything out of the ordinary... And the first assumption was, it's the devil. Superstitious bunch. Yeah, but also they were scared. And anything that didn't fall neatly into their belief system was labeled from the devil. Anyway, we should take a stroll to this park's most prominent feature. Wow, these waterfalls are gorgeous. Yeah, a lot of people come here just to see Chapman Falls. The water flows from Eight Mile Creek and drops about 60 feet along the granite rocks as a kind of stair step down before gathering into a small pool. But there are some strange indentations and holes in the rocks that have raised a few eyebrows and made people ask if maybe the devil was literally here. And to find out how it all started, let's head back to 1706 and meet some early East Haddam settlers. It's the summer of 1706 here in Haddam East, Connecticut. The community is slowly growing on the backs of farmers and innovators. Captain John Chapman has been running his ferry service across the Connecticut River for a decade now. The first ecclesiastical society just formed in town last year. So now there's a house of worship and a place for town meetings and governing. In short, Haddam East is growing. It's a time for growth, but there are a few indigenous people still around. The locals of Haddam East will occasionally trade with them and swap stories, too. Now, one of these stories concerns the waterfalls in town. Let's go check it out. The waterfalls are a really pretty spot. I can see why people would want to come out this way. Yeah, but the native people want the locals of Haddam East to know something peculiar about these falls. Let's follow them. Ah, look at that. Yeah, I know. Weird, right? There are these perfectly round cylindrical holes and bowls in the rocks in and around the waterfalls and stream. They're perfect circles. Wow. Uh, they look like they've been neatly sculpted from clay or something like that. Yeah, right. Uh, but they're part of the rock and totally smooth. Now, the indigenous people explain that their deity, Menito, is believed to have made these holes. That maybe they're his footprints. They'd already explained about hearing Manito's thunderous voice in the form of booms from nearby mountain caves, and this must be further proof that he really exists. Hanami's locals have also heard the booms, and seeing these peculiar shapes in the rocks in and around the stream is cause for concern. Locals in town are concerned that maybe this is the work of the devil. It's a conclusion others have reached before here in the New World. When the indigenous people speak of their gods, the Puritans are quick to tell them that They've been tricked by the devil. There's only one God, and anything else must be the work of Satan. It's a way to try to convert them to Christianity, and also to villainize them as heathens if they won't convert or leave. 
Still, these strange bowls and holes in the rocks by the falls are perplexing. Yeah, they really are. You don't really see this at other streams or waterfalls. I've never seen anything like it. These falls and rocks are of some significance to the native people. And now the local Haddam East Puritans are a little spooked. But not spooked enough that at some point, a farmer arrives at the nearby fields and plants a hop farm for making beer. The hops grow. Beer is made. And people still raise a wary eye at the strange holes and formations in the rocks of the nearby falls. At some point, the Puritan version of the story went that the devil was lurking by the falls when he slipped and got hurt. He was so angry that he stomped down the falls, his hooves and tail leaving marks in the rocks as he went. Add in the local crop, and you have a region known as the Devil's Hopyard. And that brings us back to today. Okay, I love that hops were once grown here to make beer. (laughs) It's a noble cause for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But we've seen strange formations in rocks before. Sure. And we've seen other towns claim the marks were left by the devil when usually there were some natural causes. There's an interesting phenomena that geologists believe occurred on the rocks at Chapman Falls. These holes are anywhere from a few inches in diameter to several feet. Right. There are various sizes to these bowls and holes. What geologists say happened is that small rocks tumbled downstream and were caught in an eddy where the small stone is kind of spun around and around in circles over and over. That rock begins to wear a small impression into the larger rock below and the eddy grows a little larger. Then another rock comes down and gets trapped in this eddy and spins around and around, making the impression larger and larger. Oh, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. So over the span of many years, some of these impressions grew in size. Exactly. And if you don't understand how the process works, and you really don't see it often, if ever, then you look for a supernatural explanation. And the devil is always ready to lend a hand. Now, I read in a November 10th, 1999 Hartford Current article that this hop farm once belonged to a man named Dibble. Dibble. Okay. (laughs) Though there's no record of a man named Dibble owning the land, it's possible he leased the farmland. Anyway, some believe that Dibble's hop yard was blended with the word devil. Okay. Mm. Once enough time passed and no one remembered Dibble, and and then you add the devil legend. And add in stories of scared teenagers being chased and thrown by a beast in the woods. And you get the devil's hop yard. Exactly. And here we are today seeing marks left in the rocks from long ago on a hot summer's day. Wishing we had more beer. That we are, and thankfully, we do. Cheers. Cheers. And that brings us to After the Legend, where we take a deeper look into this week's story and often veer off course. After the Legend is brought to you by our Patreon patrons. We can't do what we do alone. It takes a great deal of time and resources to bring you a new story each week and host the hundreds of podcasts in our archives. Our Patreon patrons are the lifeblood of our community and effort. And we'd love to have you join us there too. It's just three bucks per month of early ad-free access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash Legends to sign up. And if you'd like to see some pictures of Chapman Falls and some of the strange markings there, click on the link in our episode description or head to our website and click on episode 308. The devil's everywhere, Ray. In my beer. In, well, that's, in your beer. you know, that's they the, would tell you that, the religious uh, non-drinkers. That's the devil's You're breakfast the juice. The devil's juice. The devil's juice. Uh, I'll drink to that. No problem with that. That's okay. Um, yeah, so hops, beer. Uh, beer, by the way, was goes dates back to ancient Egypt. 
I right. would not want to drink that kind of that beer. I All think right. they because they've perfected it over the years. It would have gone bad by now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I bet you there's some beer somewhere though that's encased in uh, mm. granite somewhere or lava or you know whatever. I'd try it. At Why least. not? Right. Like, I mean, what could, what's the worst that could happen? Drinking thousands of year old <laughs> <laughs> beer. Uh, Talk about a hangover. Uh, one thing I did want to mention. So we we mentioned it uh, in the podcast. The mysterious Moodus noise. Yeah. Right. So Moodus is a village within the town of East Haddam, um, and so um, I, we've we've long looked at this one and tried to do a whole episode on it. There's this thunderous noise that people have reported in town, still do to this day. In fact, our, uh, someone claims to have recorded it, mm. and I reached out. This was a while ago because yeah. we wanted to do a podcast, and I was going to say, like, well, let's play it. Let's play it and talk about it. Um, and, and it goes back to Native American legends that they told the colonists that those fearful noises that, that they heard was, was their god, right? And that um, it seems to be centered on Mount Tom and this whole region that they call, um, you know, the place of, of noises or the place of bad noises. And then, uh, the match match sh- was shortened to the name, just Moodus, which is now the village. So people would hear this strange noise. Um, and then it, it, it sort of picked up this, this legend and lore around it. It's, it's said to sound like this thunderous sound, even though the cloudless sky, there's no yeah. clouds or anything. Um, some suspect that there's a cave up there and that, uh, you know, uh, minor earthquakes or whatever cause this echo effect mm. that then blasts out of the cave like a megaphone. I would, oh. I, my guess would be that it's like a uh, supernatural belch yes. from the beer or <laughs> the devil or the gas that yeah. you experience after drinking that makes, something like, you that. know what? That makes more sense. The, the devil's <laughs> belch. I'm going to go with that. The devil's belch. So we have the devil's hop yard so close to the devil's belch. <laughs> wow. We've heard of mysterious booms before. We have. We've, We've actually them. had some here in uh, the Milford area. Yep. That nobody could explain. Yeah, it happens from time to time. I've, I've run into it all over, like yeah. all over the world. It's Can- weird. Canada, um, you know, just this strange thunderous noise and you go, what was that? Well, we, saw, we know so little about the world we live in yeah. that really it could be anything. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And, and you need an explanation. So you have this location where you've got this really strange noise that people have talked about for generations and have heard uh, themselves. And then you've got these really odd indents. And they're crazy, right? They look like perfectly, you know, bowls. Yeah. They look like perfect bowls. And the idea that, I mean, how long must that take for a rock to right. wear a bowl? Centuries, millennia, Maybe. you know, who knows? Um, but this, but these impressions, you don't really see them in other places. Well, tell me, uh, tell me, wouldn't it wear the pebble down or the rock by spinning around? But then another one comes like along. Like it. Right. Well, that's right. You said yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's not just that one rock spinning around. And no. It comes down. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. So yeah. Trying to debunk this. I understand. So like these little eddies, these little like whirlpools mm. form, you know, as the water's flowing out and a pebble gets stuck in there and just wears and wears and wears and another one comes in and yeah, the process must take, who knows I yeah. mean, how many years or centuries, but, um, but then you're left with this really strange you know, impression. Yeah. And, and you, you start looking for an explanation. You're like, well, why is that there? And then you add in the moodus noise, the hops, <laughs> devil's hopyard, Puritans who wanted to, you know, eventually when people thought alcohol was evil, you know, you've got just a, a perfect location here. And, and here we are. I, I think if East Haddam doesn't have its own brewery. Oh my God. We have to stop right now and go there and open one. Absolutely. And name all the beers after like devil stuff. Yeah. Like the devil's the devil's IPA. I think of the people that would travel there. Oh yeah, the people from our world. Oh my goodness, they great. they would love that. And we'll just play the instead of Do music. You know how to make beer? 
Oh yeah, I, I used you to. I, I did it when I was on nineteen. A large scale. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't okay. know. You just got to scale up, right? We, we <laughs> okay, made yeah. five gallons at a time. Sure. Uh, we just got to make a bigger pot. <laughs> How hard could it be? <laughs> How hard? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds expensive. There are people called brewmasters that make beer. I'm just a brewer, <laughs> an apprentice of sorts. I haven't really mastered it yet. Um, no, you, what I, you had a kit once. No, true story. I used to. I had a kegerator. Yeah, like the whole thing. And yeah. so um, we would we would brew. And um, back then, you could make beer that was just fantastic. Today. There's so many great beers out there. You can just leave your house and drive 10 minutes yeah. and find some great beer. So if I made a really great beer, I'd be like, Ray, I made the best batch ever. Come back in six weeks <laughs> and you can try this this masterpiece. Yeah. And you'd be like, I'm thirsty now. Yeah. And well, well, making beer, I, I fear that I would be impatient. Right. And I'm making this stuff. Well, yeah. Walking downstairs, smelling that. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so close. Got Only ferment. eight more weeks. Yeah. So it takes <laughs> weeks and weeks. And then by the time it comes around, and not only that, you're, at the, you're making five gallons at a time, which is kind of like two cases of beer or so. Okay. Um, so you're making five gallons. I'm, as you know me, I'm not opposed to having two cases of beer in the house. Sure. But if I'm going to do that, I want it all mixed up. Yeah. I want all different kinds. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want, you know. Variety. Yeah. I wouldn't want 48 of the same beer. Right. Like, I'd. Probably get tired of it. I think that's why they started making four packs instead of six packs. They sure. cut down on on it so that you would have variety, right? Just in case. And I don't. I, do you get worried about buying four packs of beer that you're unfamiliar with, only because it, what if you don't like it? Well, I don't right. think I've ever met an IPA that I don't like. Sure, and I can suck four down if I have to. <laughs> if I have to, right? I paid eighteen bucks for it. I might as I well know, drink right? it. But um, it does. I it is cause for concern when you see a new product and you're like, should I get four of these? Do you think like beer is like the everyman's uh, snobbery? So, for example, if you're into wine, no offense to our friends in wine, <laughs> but you can spend thousands of dollars on a bottle of wine oh absolutely yeah like what's the most expensive beer you've ever seen for a single bottle maybe maybe like 20 bucks for one of those like holiday yeah, like high-end like barley wine item type yeah. thing like that's the, the most bottle. you can spend yeah is like 20 bucks i know there's a couple of exceptions sam adams had that thing was like a hundred dollars but still yeah like there's usually a gimmick attached to it right but there's people that collect wine mm. as an investment yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. they buy it to sell it later at a higher price, you yeah. know? And, and anybody will tell you, anybody that knows anything about wine will say, you know, a $15 bottle of wine is perfect. Oh, that's, that's like I spent. Perfect price. <laughs> that's high end actually in darn, some cases. Darn right. 10, 12 bucks is okay. Yeah. 15 bucks is a really good wine. Yeah. And, and they'll that, tell you don't spend any more. That box of wine in your fridge. Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> the box of wine. Box of wine. Like no frills. <laughs> uh, no. So, so with, you know, you can get like, oh, I would never drink the Chateau 1957. Right. But you're like, Ooh, the Wednesday, Sam Adams. Right. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and so, uh, so I feel like with beer, like it's it's not a big financial investment. So if yeah. you if you have a beer and you really really hate it, life will go on. Well, it also doesn't last as long as some wines do. Well, right. That's no, it doesn't. It will. It will. It's got a born on date for a reason. Yeah. If if you spent like ten thousand dollars on a bottle of wine and you take a sip and you're like, oh, <laughs> this went bad. <laughs> like, ooh, wouldn't you be mad? Yeah. Wouldn't you be like beyond furious? I'd be worried about opening the beer, uh, the wine in the first place. What fun is that? Yeah. What? What? Like, but it's, it's thousands of dollars. Once you open it, it decreases in value, obviously, and it's going to be gone in one. It's sitting, literally going to your toilet. And what do you pair with a thousand dollar bottle of wine? What do you pair that with? Cheeseburgers, <laughs> I guess. I don't know those cheeseburgers that have like the gold dust on it and diamonds inside. We're and... so not cultured. Oh my! Have you heard of those? Though there's uh, this uh, is becoming an extra, by the way. Oh, goodness. one of our extras. We, yeah, we've. <laughs> 
We've, <laughs> we lost track of what we were talking track. about. Anyway, um, yeah, there's there's foods out there like grilled cheeses and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, cheeseburgers that have all these crazy ingredients, and they make them like for five hundred thousand bucks. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I've, we're, we're obviously low end people, regular folks that enjoy a beer, and if the hops came from the devil's hop yard, all the better. Please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast because it's free and we don't want you to miss a single episode of New England Legends. Also, if you were to take just a few seconds right now to go post a review for us on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. Those reviews help others find the show. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank you to our Patreon patrons. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bazaar is closer than you think. <laughs>